0: Game was from the start
1: I got word of a settlement that needs our help
2: Liberty Prime is online all systems nominal Your brother died at the Battle of Hoover
1: Dam. You're desecrating a war memorial.
0: That, that other radio station. War. War never changes.
2: Alright, so... We were having a conversation about some crypto fraud and some priests, and there was a lot going on. It was a mixed bag. And this led (laughs) somehow to a question, and that's when we decided we should probably hit record because we were throwing bangers. What do you think a $1.3 million personality is? Like, Like, what is that value to you? like it's
0: a it's... howards oh you, you, you can go first
1: no no you, you you literally took it from me go for it. you you already said no, the words <laughs> no
0: shit i feel the like it's like God. A, a howard stern <laughs> attitude
2: okay That's grandiose okay,
1: that, not the howard i thought you were gonna use <laughs> <laughs> the duck Oh no, damn, that's a good choice. Too. <laughs> <laughs> hey. He's the new Star Lord. Um no, I was gonna be like Howard Hughes. If I'm making that much money from a personality, I'm pissing in jars. Yo, Howard human, Hughes, <laughs> he had that shit
2: figured out. People keep saying he's crazy. He's he fucking got it, man. Dude literally just sat around doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Every now and then, he'd yell about a plane he wanted people to make for him. (laughs) He'd go back to watching his movie and pissing in jars. And women still wanted him. Like, the dude had it figured out. And you, like, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) It was the robes.
2: It was the robes. It was the only reason it worked, honestly. You tell me how many men could have pulled off that fit. You tell me.
1: Um, I, I was gonna say Vince McMahon, but now not so much. <laughs> I don't think that's but the guy also... you want to go with. <laughs> there is P involved with that story too. So.
0: <laughs> Lots of it too. Oh, oh my Jesus God. Christ! It, um, we'll, the,
2: uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Cl- yeah. <laughs> so both of you are Howard's.
1: <laughs> We're going with Howard's. How, Howard. Howard. <laughs> H Square. H two O.
2: All right, man.
1: Oh wait, what about you, Brandon? What's what's your what is your answer? What's your one point three million dollar because God you told me uh, personality?
0: You didn't hear <sighs> him? He said Howard the Duck.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Triple H, oh, yo. My God. The subliminals.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Although Howard the Duck is probably the best answer because that is a $1.3 million attitude.
1: Yo, but on some Ash. real, you're you're kind of right, because he also pulls hella bitches, too.
2: Yeah, that was his whole thing.
0: Yeah. And now he's in the MCU. Who would have thought?
2: Howard the Duck. He would have thought. He knew. But he did know, actually. <laughs>
1: Oh, motherfucker okay. out here
2: knowing shit.
0: 1.3 million dollars later.
1: Oh man. Like Who else digit? went down? Uh let's see. Uh Pokemon got out Pokemon this week. <laughs> Pokemon America is the real winner <laughs> this week. The American region has some um interesting gems. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us about it, Brandon.
2: <laughs> yeah, good. The game fucking rocks, dude. I don't know what more you want from me. Like, they literally, like, gave people what they wanted. They were like, do what the fuck you want to do. And then you go do it. And that's fun. And I don't know. There's a lot of people who don't like fun, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I like it. Is it too open? No. Now, what have
0: you built already? I, I know you built something.
2: Nothing crazy. I'm still figuring the game
1: out. Clean, that's the right question, but not the right episode. The real question we need to ask him is, what have you caught?
2: Oh, man. Um, yeah. A bunch of shit. So, the way it works is, you, you want to catch... It's not like in Pokemon where like you're like, hey, I just need to catch one of you to go into my Pokédex and then I never need to see another one of you again. So it doesn't quite work like that. There's also like a star system to them. So what happens is you can sacrifice <laughs> other ones. So you can take a Pikachu that you like that has good stats and you can sacrifice other Pikachus to make that one one star better and then the stars make it extra better. And then there's also like Chinese and shit too, I guess. I heard you could sacrifice friends too. Like, Oh, humans. you can sacrifice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh bro. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you fucking, if you're a wandering trader, you better bring more than two guards. Oh shit. <laughs> Cause you're you, going to get caught. You, you heard it here. Folks. You go, you going and get a face full of my balls.
1: Do you, oh do my you encounter? Yo.
0: Slow down, man.
1: Yo. Lord, you- have mercy. <laughs> Real quick, was I the only one that was like, oh, they got like um, some leveling up like horoscope. And this man went full apocalypto. He like uh, literally unveiled Mel Gibson with a pokeball.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It's a good think- game. I don't. I don't think there there could be any better uh, comparison <laughs> right there.
2: What was your most hated boss in Pokemon? Like your worst gym leader, the one that you like had to actually strategize to get through.
0: God, the first, the the third one in the final four.
1: No, where, final where four been- easy. No, the fun, the final four chumps. I'd actually have to
2: say, I'd actually have to say Gary after the final four.
1: Gary, Gary is a problem. He on that secret route where everybody's trying to get Mew. He's a problem.
2: Yep, he's a he's a fucking chud. I hate him. Fucking hate you, Gary. <laughs> um, no, nah, man. Yeah, I'd say him. I'd say him. Right. What would you guys say?
1: Clean you, you got one before I go.
0: Uh, I, it's it's just that I mean, and I'm talking recent experience. Just the third gym master in the final four. I can't kick his I mean, ass. I can't. I can't do it. Let me let me find out his name.
1: Oh man, again, I it, dude man with the dragon types, right?
0: I think it is. That should be the fourth yep, one, I'm, right?
1: Yeah, he's the he's the last. Yeah, or is it? A, isn't it a shorty? I'm up shorty with the. And
0: no, it was yeah. Agatha, I thought it was a lady. And, yeah, so she focuses on ghost-type Pokemon, but with some inclusions of poison-type Pokemon. Oh. The final Elite Four member is Lance. So yeah, no, it was Agatha.
1: It would be the emo bitch. It was the emo girl that got you.
0: Yeah, every time, too. I don't know, and I've got all the legendary birds. You know, I I don't fuck around, man. So it's actually funny because I have a bird phobia, but I have all the legendary birds. Crazy.
1: Well, yo, to be fair, a lot of them look like they kind of got like weave and like those old school, like 1500 hair pieces. So they don't really look like birds. (laughs) You can like look away and be like, yo, that's fire in your hair. That's cool. What about you, Ken dog? (laughs) So, mines isn't a gym or a person. It's more of a game mechanic and me being stubborn about turning around and going back. So, there's a particular TM you're supposed to get before you go to a particular cave. And if you get this TM, you're able to see. Is it if is you it, don't,
2: is it Flash?
1: Yes, it is flat. Good, good. Look at your memory. You're, you're Yay. sharp.
2: Yay! I
0: smart. Yeah, that's so, really good. I, I would, I didn't even, wouldn't even have remembered that.
1: <laughs> oh, dude! Everybody remembers Flash because of this goddamn cave. Because it's the cave before you go to um to Misty. And the thing is, you can get through the cave without Flash. Like, once you go through it, you can go through it no matter what. But the first time around, and you're being stubborn, you're just you're doing your worst rendition of Daredevil and just running into goddamn everything to find a hole or a, just to go to the next floor. But yeah, And the, you're going through four billion
2: bats to do it.
1: <laughs> yes. And it's a battle of attrition because it's like, I can kill them, but all it takes is one screech and I'm cooked. <laughs> so... Oh damn, bro! Yo, your memory is on fire. God damn! <laughs> See that cave got on everybody's nerves.
2: <laughs> he's in, he's so, in rare form. Not so much for you, Ken Dog, but clean. Imagine how much easier that that fight would be if you just pulled out a Glock.
0: <laughs> if, if I
2: could mod it that way, I would do it.
1: <laughs>
2: well, that's that's Pal World. <laughs>
1: And there's like champions and shit too
0: What the fuck's a champion? You know like a trainer champion Like other people who catch these animals
2: uh, I've only seen one <laughs> She doesn't exist anymore Oh no Bro, that's,
1: She got lit up That's what it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> yo. My Dude, yo, god like... <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, dude, don't wonder why they're totally getting sued by Pokemon. You know how they keep hinting at, like, the big Pokemon war before the games and how shit was bad? <laughs> this is the prequel. Yep. These are the Pokemon wars.
2: <laughs> Not my problem. I'm gonna have a good time. Oh, man. <laughs> my
1: He's man like, shot at the fucking gym leader.
0: <laughs> He's just like, Hey, Brock. I know your Pokemon are bulletproof, but you're not. <laughs> oh,
1: damn. My man said, Brock, what's your favorite cheese? Swiss.
0: <laughs> you know yeah. what rhymes with Brock? Glock.
1: See, that was good. That one was really that good. That was good. Rip to the guy who made the Glocks. <laughs> of oh, yeah. Buddy. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Oh man, so yeah. Wow, Pokémon with guns. Who would have thought that would have been successful? And now <laughs> everybody is everybody yes, has thought. Did. Yeah, <laughs> everybody.
2: Everybody thought about it.
1: Not not Nintendo apparently, not Game Freak. They're like, "What what's going on here? <laughs> we have a game with balls that catch things." <laughs>
0: So inter- oh, it's so man. interesting. It's
1: so interesting. Damn. Wait, now, real quick, was it an American developer or a Japanese developer? That's I
2: know question. it wasn't an American. I know that. I don't know which foreign country. I just know not, not her uh, in the USA.
0: Pocket Pocket Pair Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, pocket pair, they have Asian lettering. I don't know what, I don't want to be disrespectful and get it wrong. It is some type of Asian lettering. Uh, But, oh, Tokyo, Japan.
1: Oh, what do you know?
0: They are headquartered in Higashi Gotanda, Shinagawa, Tokyo, Japan. Oh, they made Craftopia. Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Never heard of her.
0: Not that I ever played it, but I've seen, you know, I've seen it in the Game Pass, you know?
2: It's all right. It's not as good as as Power World. Graftopia, I feel like, is more like a uh, proof of concept. I don't know how to put it. Like early access? Yeah, I don't know. It's, their it's hard to describe. It they you, you yeah, it's man. not good. Yeah, no, I don't recommend buying it. No, absolutely not. I
0: definitely don't recommend it then because it looks like it's not that good. But Paw World looks like, looks like it's good. It's on Game Pass, folks.
1: Yeah, oh, they dropped it on Game Pass too? Oh, oh yeah. Microsoft idea.
2: T- took it right up. Oh, wasted was, no time. They saw that Steam user count and they were like, "Send."
1: What was like, it, like hey, one point we- <laughs> three million? Oh, so that explains why nineteen hundred people lost their jobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you know, oh, man, what was that other thing that happened? Oh, Days Gone. Did you hear? Did you hear about the whole debacle with that now?
1: Oh, the uh, the oh, the real excuse finally came out. The the yeah, real yeah, reason yeah. why the game fell.
0: So I don't I I don't know that part, but I do know that they shut down the servers and anyone who had like it was they took it off the stores and people were still able to play. And as of like a a day or two ago, they shut down the servers completely. So you can't even play it.
1: Oh, wow, it's
0: over. And like IGN posted like a rest in peace (laughs) fucking thing. (laughs) it it was fun it was hilarious but uh but yeah this is this is we thought that starfield or or whatever other game was a or fallout 76 was a big flop (laughs) redfall 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 but no it was this it was days gone the biggest scam in gaming history
2: good for them
1: Right? Yeah, you, if you, aim, what is it? Aim for the stars, and then even if you don't hit it, you know. You'll land the on the moon. Shit. Yeah, that, that shit, yeah.
2: Yeah, aim for the stars. If you miss, you'll land on the, you'll hit the moon.
0: Yeah, so what do they say? Voters reject uh, days, go- oh, no, not days gone by. They said that they're cooking with a new IP. Oh, look at that.
1: Oh, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the um, the content creators, the gamers, the streamers, they're the reason why the game fell. All the hate the game got. Not, you know, 90% of everything that was promised not being in the game. The hate. It being
2: a completely <laughs> different game. It no, wasn't Red the ends, game.
1: They, it was the hate. It's like you you're not listening.
2: No, no. I think it's you that's not listening. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> a problem with you content creators. See? Always hate.
0: <laughs> it's just a little juice,
2: that's all.
1: It was the it's appetizer to their new IP. Yeah, it's good. Juice it's good.
2: Flowing it's, up it's, to the streets from the sewers
0: Yeah. That 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 exotic uh purple and green juice.
1: Yo, as as long as it's what the Ninja Turtles had, I'm down. I'm in. You give me some of that ooze. You know what I'm saying? Don't
2: ever say ooze like that again. Please. (laughs) (laughs) So you would rather have that one instead of the Power Rangers one?
1: Yeah, man. Ivan Ooze kind of sent the Creeper, the Stranger Danger vibes (laughs) when he was quote-unquote human.
0: (laughs) Oh, you don't want the nose like that. That's what it is.
1: So it was real. Yo, he looked. Dude, I I remember watching that as a kid, like on a big ass screen in Boston. Like, we walked in right when he was doing his thing, and I was hysterical. Like, yo, what the fuck did we walk into? I was like, this ain't the Power Rangers. The fuck is this? (laughs) Some old creepy dude selling purple drink.
0: (laughs) Which, to be fair, it was an odd choice for a plot it was it I'm, was i'm coming from underground this stuff is purple it's delicious here have some everyone takes some it's
2: like what the fuck amazing you know i believe it when you i believe you it say, case in point cl- pink sauce
1: oh wow i was gonna say cloverfield but that you're right never mind
0: Ah, the clover field, the, the the nectar.
1: No, but he's right. Pink sauce in real life, yo. People was out here getting some questionable sauce shipped to them with glitter in it.
0: Why is pink sauce or pink meat such a prominent thing in like media? What marketing.
1: Is- it's marketing.
2: Yeah.
0: Does it make the movie more expensive? Like they have the pink tax in some states?
2: I think it was just a white sauce, and then because it was white, they added red food coloring to it, and it just made it pink. I think that's as far as it went.
1: Yeah, bro, we see green ketchup, so I can't talk. I've seen
2: clear. We ketchup. had that shit that's back in the nineties. You had mm-hmm. that purple. You had that purple yeah. ketchup. No, no how
1: we s- normally did the green and blue. I don't uh, think we ever we ever did. Da- well, I don't, did we do it with purple? We gotta find it's, out.
0: It tasted exactly the same. Yeah, it's the principle of the matter. It wasn't grape ketchup.
1: No, no, but like you know, humans drinking, you know, or consuming weird shit. Like we're we're, you know, that's our thing.
0: To be fair, wouldn't grape ketchup be like jelly, grape jelly? (laughs) Think it'd be jam, right?
2: Jam. Uh, Yeah, jam. jam, uh, Or or what's the other one? Preserve. There we go. I think I think it takes sugar to make preserves, though, right? Let's find out. I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: I, I'm I'm I retired. Know. I'm retired, man. I don't know.
2: Don't say that. You're very intelligent. N- not with food anymore.
1: <coughs> what were you gonna say, Kendall? I'll be like, you know what else preserves?
2: Ice Bolts. Vaults. Todd Howard. <laughs> Skyrim. Redguard. That's it. That's all I got.
0: And if you guys haven't noticed, the new game that we're covering is Pokemon.
1: I want to be the very best. Like no vault ever was. In your vast knowledge, before we get into the meat and potatoes, and and this is a this is a question I asked more for Brandon. Was there ever an anime and hentai vault? They just locked them in there and like turned them into like weebs.
0: Would it go for the one? That one vault? Whether it was the one woman and the and the thousand and all and the thousand dudes. With wouldn't. Within...
1: That that would be the closest. Yeah, that would be the closest. Yeah. Or that's like what? What is it? Um, what's my man from No Jumper?
0: Oh, the the Adam something.
1: Yeah, Adam. It, it would just be his his wife on a regular day. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we are. If you haven't figured it out, we are going to the wasteland. Do, 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 do. I can't Chicago. sing the other music or play the other music because it's copywritten. So I do have a question for you guys. What's your apocalypse?
1: This. <laughs> if my phone rings, if it if it gets called more than twice in two minutes.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. And then the pizza would be an apocalypse for me as well. You know, unfortunately, and I think all those things still happen in this timeline too. Because we're going into Fallout. Now, you got happy stuff, you got dark stuff, you got sexy stuff, you got absolutely atrocious stuff. But there's one thing I want you to think about, guys. One thing. We can talk about Mary Anderson creating the windshield wiper. Right? We can talk about that, right? Or we can talk about Boston clinching the World Series an impressive four times between 1912 and 1918. I'm not a fan, but it happened. Or we could talk about Carsley Mage creating the parking meter.
2: No, nah. what a fucking asshole
1: right what what's what, what city or state was he when he invented the parking meter I just of a God out. say
2: chicago
0: like that's
1: i just a, i need to know
0: that's a really good question uh let me i'm curious too uh duh, duh, duh.
1: oh the irony <laughs> we love you chicago <laughs> what no <laughs> Ew.
2: it's
0: like oklahoma yep oklahoma
1: wow dude what a jackass like what he got what four or five miles of street and was like we should charge people and then he ruined it for the rest of the world Yo, what, a, what a complete
0: asshole. and you know what's funny how like that's such like a uh like a theme that that happens in the Fallout universe how like these these well intentioned people who show these well intentions on the outside but they're just fucking taking everything from you on the inside amazing amazing when was the last time you guys paid for a parking meter
2: bro it's been a while yeah I would
1: say 2014 Lord Yeah 2014
0: So yeah my bad What were you saying? What were you going to say?
1: Oh dude Clearly Oklahoma is like the epicenter Of everything that went wrong in the Fallout Universe (laughs) Uh, That's my theory
0: And coincidentally we don't really hear about it we don't really hear about it, but a lot of people like to talk about World War II and starting there. But there's one thing that a lot of people don't talk about in this universe of where the, where the influence came from, right? I'm going to bring you back to 1939 to the New York World's Fair, which was, it was held in Flushing Meadows Corona Park in Queens, New York. Now, uh, to give you a good picture, if you're a fan of uh, the 1920s film Metropolis, or even better, if you look at the art form of Batman the Animated Series and how the buildings look, the skyscrapers, that was what the world of tomorrow was supposed to look like visually. So it gives you like this, this really, this ambience about it, you know? And at the heart of these exhibits, there was these iconic trilons and perisphere structures. And the trilons, they're like a tall and slender spire. They complemented the perisphere, a spherical building, which, like, the gallery was inside. And it creates a modern and streamlined representation of the future. A future that we all think is cool. That we all thought was going to happen. They said we were going to have flying cars by 2020. By 2000. In the year 2000, yes, Colin O'Brien. Anybody?
1: It's uh, vaguely familiar that that song,
0: yeah, it, it's old bit YouTube it. Uh, but you know, it, it was a really nice time. You know, this was this exhibit really amplified what people wanted for the future, uh, you know. Sp- Tall buildings with, like, uh, these, I guess, like, curved edges on them, you know? Um, again, the flying cars, the way that they dress, you know? But the fair itself, it featured live demonstrations of cutting-edge technologies like early television broadcasts, innovative materials, and futuristic household appliances. And what's interesting, now, we all know what time it was. This was the 1930s. During that time, they were having... Dish washing competitions. Dish
2: washing competitions,
0: insane, right?
2: Explain how that works. Like, how do you score that? I I wasn't there.
0: I don't I don't know. But it it happened, and it happened. It it, it was a thing, and it wasn't just at the World's Fair. There apparently they used to have like laundry competitions. Um dishwashing competitions, sweeping competitions, vacuuming competitions everyone loved to clean back then it was so it
1: was nice yeah, I gotta agree with homeboy. I would love to see a scorecard like the angle like what 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 was the criteria like i would I would love to see who's considered like a terrible like sweeper or dishwasher
0: yeah like is it is it is it the flick of the wrist you know
1: i I mean,
0: it's a, it, it was it. It's interesting to think that these were the things that people were being entertained by in the in the late 30s, early 40s. You know, p- kids were playing uh, jacks. You know, they'll throw a little ball with the little jacks and they fly up in the air and stuff like that. You know, you remember Mercy with the coin? They were probably playing that too.
1: Mercy.
0: Yeah. You know, you get the, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, excuse me. I'm mixing it up with bloody knuckles. My bad. Okay. My all bad. right.
1: That, my, 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 brain was like bloody knuckles. I was like, what's this mercy talk? <laughs> I was like, we're from the same hood dog.
0: <laughs> Mer- Mercy's the other game. That's right. Mercy's the other one where you twist each other's hands.
1: Oh yeah. With the Indian rubber. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Listen,
0: it was, uh, and listen, and from what I gathered, no, we'll get to that later. We'll get to it later. So now you know. During this time, the war, the war is going on. America hadn't even gotten into it, and up until so we're in 1945, and the United States ends World War Two. They drop the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and this is where a divergence happens, where things differ here. Than in our own timeline. So this universe experience of of period of post-World War II construction where like the 1940s and 50s Americana culture is embraced fully, and this stays this way for many, many, many years, all the way up until 2077. And music like made by blind Willie Johnson, Nat King Cole, they're thriving. Soda the pop stations, drive-in movie theaters. Um, roller skating, um, well, the little, uh, little doo-wop hairs. Th- this is what's oh, in.
1: greasers. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's grease lightning everywhere. Everywhere. But there was some notable changes. A couple facts mentioned in Fallout 3. It says that Captain Carbell, an American, was the first human in space. It's not true. You guys know who the first human in space was?
2: It was a Russian
0: guy. Yes, Yuri Gagarin. Another notable change is the Virgo 2 lands on the moon with Captain Richard Wade, Captain Mark Garris, and Captain Michael Hagen. This Virgo 2 lander... Launched on July 16th, the same day that Apollo 11 launched to the moon with Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, and Buzz Aldrin. But that's not even the meat and the potatoes. All right. In 1969, the 13 Commonwealths were established. And these Commonwealths are separated into different sections. So. Uh, The commonwealths, they're an intermediate level of government created in in the early 21st century. Uh, They were designed to act as a bridge between state and federal powers with the goal of crafting legislation that addressed common concerns among states while respecting their differences. Yet, however, instead of fostering unity, the commonwealths often exacerbated conflicts as each sought to advance its own interest at the expense of others. And so we had... The Columbia Commonwealth, which was Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. East Central, which is Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee. Eastern, which is West Virginia, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Four states, which is Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico. The Gulf, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. The Midwest, Wisconsin. Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New England is Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island and Connecticut. You got the north, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota and South Dakota. Northwest is Northern California, Washington or Oregon, Idaho, Alaska. Plains is Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, Oklahoma. Then you have Southwest, Southeast and Southwest, which are Georgia, South Carolina, north carolina southern california nevada and hawaii and then texas is texas and arkansas
1: <laughs> for the remainder i will be uh, using southwest as the name for the commonwealth oh shit <laughs> so, <laughs> your words
0: <laughs> so i do have to note that these commonwealths they originated from a role-playing game by j.e sawyer's vision for the fallout universe only the Southeast, Southwest, Columbia, and New England have been confirmed as Commonwealths, right? <clears throat> now, my throat is itchy. Excuse me. But in Fallout 4, it states that the new state house was completed in 1798 to house the government of the state of Massachusetts, and the land elected was originally one of John Hancock's cow pastures. So it's interesting here that even though all these commonwealths have not been officially confirmed. It notes here that the state government used this building continuously until the formation of the 13 commonwealths in 1969. And there are 13 stars on the American flag as well.
1: Coincidence? I think not.
0: But now we're going to jump from 1969 to 2002 (laughs) when a lot of the meat and potatoes happened. What was that, Kenny?
1: Oh, I heard 69, so I went giggity. (laughs) Sorry, Uh, I'm a child.
0: So, you know, the Vietnam War happens and all this stuff, but we're going to jump to 2002 uh, when a company named West Tech is founded. And in 2002, West Tech, a major U.S. defense contractor and research corporation, was established with two primary divisions, Advanced Weapons and Biomedical Sciences Research. But one of its early ventures involved the development of the X 277 magnetic rail cannon, a powerful but costly weapon. But due to the impracticality of mass production, the project was put to hold in 2044. But in response, to a new plague outbreak, which happened in 2555, which we're going to get into soon, West Tech shifted its focus within the bio, Biomedical Sciences Research Division to find a cure for the contagion. Although their efforts were unsuccessful, this research ultimately led to West Tech being selected two decades later to develop an immunity. And that's something we're going to get into a little bit later. One of the most important factors of this game is what happens in 2016. Brandon, back me up here. Wonder Glue enters the market.
2: Listen, man, I know I know, like, the weirdest shit. Like, I know I'm that guy. I can't back you up on when Wonder Glue was made.
0: It's the stuff that we need to make our crafting.
2: Glue. No, I I understand. No, I I fully understand what it is, but I can't I can't tell you if it was made (laughs) what year it was made in. Oh yeah, I know I know it was year. Did I ask you did I ask you what year it was?
1: I think he was implying that you back him up that the wonder glue is essentially like oil because that shit is so precious. (laughs) Even I go running around the wasteland looking for some duct tape or wonder glue. (laughs) That part shit is Shit is cocaine. Wonder glue is the real crack in Fallout.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, a couple of years later, a company called Hubris Comics starts publishing comics like Grognak the Barbarian, Mistress of Mysteries. And th- this is an important thing to know because a lot of these comics have meanings. And there is one specific there's one specific comic that has a bad symbol on it and then there's a few other ones that have like a bunch of easter eggs on it that are really cool that i have noted for another episode to keep things going but that's going to be fun um but now we're going to go into 2023 which gets really interesting you guys know where the transistor is right Cousin the
1: twisted sister
0: What was that, Brandon? A what? The uh, the transistor.
2: No. Couldn't tell you.
0: So it's what they used... Um, It's what they used for, like, early radios, televisions, things like that. All that good stuff. But that was made in 1947.
1: Is question... Is that what, like, the emitters and frequencies?
0: Yes. And... What's interesting is that the transistor was not found in the Fallout universe until 2023. Wow. So there's a major technological difference. So vacuum tubes were the main technology. That's what was powering the televisions. That's what was powering the radios. It, it, it was everything. And then the transistor came in and it changed, it changed everything. But if you look at some of the computers in Fallout, like the terminals... They're very bulky. They're battery-powered. They, and they're, they're, they're durable. I mean, I'm sure if you were able to pick one up and drop it, it would, it'd be like a Nokia phone. It wouldn't break. But these transistors changed so much for a technological advance in this timeline. Questions are going to start being asked now because in 2031 is the first Mention of Vault Tech. And this mention is not of them forming or being created because that information can't be found anywhere. As of right now, we have no idea when Vault Tech started, but we do know that in 2031, they rebranded a local university in Morgantown, West Virginia, to Vault Tech University. Which is a university that you can go to in Fallout seventy six, and when we get to the Fallout seventy six episode, I will I will break down that university. But again, there this is the first time that we ever hear that Voltec is an existing company in the world.
1: I was I was gonna ask that that's kind of like dark and ominous that they had that much capital that they rebranded a whole university.
0: It is interesting. And you know what's interesting too? So we're up to we're in 2031 20, 20, right now, right? What are some of your favorite artists that you like right now?
1: Um Churches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Brandon? Churches. Churches? Kenny?
1: Um let's Man, it's weird. I'm not. I'm actually not listening to too too much uh, music. The last thing I heard, I'm I'm kind of going through Little Dickie's new album, trying to figure oh, out how I feel about listen, that. So listen,
0: it, stay tuned for that. We're gonna have to talk offline about that. But yeah, guess what? They don't exist. Hip hop music, heavy metal, techno, EDM. It doesn't exist.
1: Not even Josh Groban?
0: Maybe Josh Groban. Maybe he's. Maybe he's oh, got God. a chance. Maybe he's got a chance in this world. I'm,
1: God, I got know, worried. I got scared.
0: Maybe they put him in the vault. They definitely put his ass in the vault. But these are things to think about. Put, put yourselves in, into the perspective of the people who are living in this universe right now. And 2031 for us is six years away. And we have a whole ordeal of technology, music, television broadcast, and products that we can all consume either physically or mentally. And yet, 2031 in the Fallout universe, none of this stuff exists. Slipknot? Who? So yeah, I want to put that into perspective real quick too. Uh, but but it's super interesting that a lot of the things that we like I mean some of our favorite movies Star Wars do we even think do we even know that that even happens no it doesn't it doesn't
1: are there any Captain Radio references in the original Fallout
0: Captain Radio I'm I'm unfamiliar with that I've never I've never once heard that one
1: it's uh it's captain radio
0: nah there's nothing who is captain radio no. kenny
1: so back in back in a a little old um little old uh playthrough or listen through we did here on you me and lore for uh dead space check it out on com. um when i was trying to figure out like the origins of sci-fi there was this old, old show, and it's considered, like, the the first sci-fi show. I know a lot of people will say Doctor Who, but it's, my bad, not Captain Radio. It was Captain Video and the Video Rangers.
0: Mm. Yeah, because it's funny, because I just Googled uh, Captain Radio, and it said like live streaming radio service and i'm like oh he he's trying to find out there's a radio guy and i had an answer for you but this is completely different than what you're asking than what i thought you asked me
1: yes captain yeah captain video like because literally if you if you pull up an episode it, i promise you you're gonna you're gonna feel like you're watching something out of fallout like 100 it, it is fallout it's literally like old-timey 1930 space pieces with like a 1930 suit in space. <laughs> like it's it's why wa- I recommend Captain Video.
0: Oh yeah, watch look or, at that. Episode. So that is definitely that is definitely the style, and it's interesting because it kind of reminds me of Captain Cosmos, Ca- Captain Cosmos.
1: Who Captain Cosmo?
0: Captain Cosmo. He is a pre-war comic book, radio, and television series. The Adventures of Captain Cosmos, and first in his fleet, first in command of his fleet is Captain Cosmos, and he travels through space with his trusty sidekick, Jangles the Moon Monkey, with weapon specialist Stella Skyfire serving as his second in command.
1: He got a sick armor, I'm not even gonna lie, that power suit is pretty dope.
0: It's nice, it's nice. So, in 2037, this is when some of the cool stuff starts coming into play. So, the Mr. Handy is brought into the market by General Atomics International. Interesting name for a robot, but they're they the ones that wrote it.
1: Not that kind of handy, your perbs.
0: Yeah, and trust me, you don't want a handy from this thing. <laughs> if you... <laughs> Yo, know, this thing got mechanical arms you're done for but the Mr Handy also stylized you know with the MR it's it's when you look in the game it's Mr is spelled out but sometimes you'll see it stylized with the MR for mister but it stands as a versatile robotic creation jointly developed by General Atomics International and Robco Industries before the onset of the Great War uh this multi-purpose bot uh it gained widespread popularity finding utility in government agencies uh private enterprises, and among individual citizens throughout the United States. Yet in 2037, General Atomics International unveiled the inaugural Mr. Handy to the burgeoning robotics market. Did I say that wrong? It's burgeoning, isn't it?
1: I'm a fan of Ron Burgundy, so we're going to go with Burgundy. Burgundy (laughs) for 200
0: (laughs) position, Positioning... This gets positioned as a reliable construction and maintenance unit, and its sturdy design earned favor in both American and Mexican markets, particularly following the devastation Mexico City uh, they they took in 2042. Uh, we're going to get to that when we get to 2042, but the model's durability was such that it only under underwent one significant hardware update in 2039, addressing a bug causing interference in the operation of its multiple arms. Uh, people were getting hurt by it. Um, Those who were getting haircuts were getting cuts and stuff. You know, it was it was nasty. But the keys to its success were the CalPyre 238B nuclear power units and self-maintenance modes, ensuring the longevity of each robot to streamline maintenance. Each Mr. Handy was engineered to execute nuclear fuel replacement and radiate cleansing, though it could not perform these tasks by itself. So there are a couple models. There is the heavy duty construction, which is like the very, very primitive one it's the very first one which you can see in the older call the older fallout games then you have the general atomics robco model which is the one that a lot of people are more familiar with in fallout 4 for example codsworth uh, these are these are listed as domestic servants in the fallout universe
1: clean could you could you give up like a brief description of what they look like
0: so A Mr. Handy, uh, there's a big... It has a... It's a ball. Big metal ball. And I want to say it has maybe anywhere between five to seven arms. Each arm has a different hand on it. One has... One might have a bud saw. The other one might have a cup holder. And the arms kind of reminisce kind of spidery movements. But the metal... But the center of it is a ball with a big eye. And the eye is very interactive and moves. And each... Um, depending what game you're playing you'll meet several of these robots and each of them have a different personality and that that's when it gets pretty fun because you get to talk to a lot of them um yep. one of my favorite ones is the Mr. Farmhand it's pretty self-explanatory what a Mr. Farmhand does right it farms then there's Mr. Frothy which was a custom Nuka Cola variant of the Mr. Handy created for use in Nuka Cola in Nuka World's Galactic Zone. Uh, but the torso was shaped like a miniature Nuka Cola machine, painted red, painted red with a Nuka Cola logo type printed on the front. Then we have the Mr. the Mr. Gutsy drill instructor soldier. So this one is so you're familiar with Lee Lee Army?
1: He he's uh he he do you remember that movie find um Saving Silverman? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much the same drill sergeant from um he was in Saving Silverman, he was also Dude Man in um Full Metal Jacket.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, that's
1: so, him as a robot.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's it's that is super self explanatory. Then you have the Miss Nanny, which is more made for newborn babies to help parents with with their babies. Then there's the Mr. Orderly Medical Bot. And then there's the Mr. Torturer. Hmm. So this one is an Appalachian Robco Research Center spearheaded the creation of an experimental Mr. Handy model with a sinister purpose. This variant was specifically engineered to employ custom appendages aimed at surpassing the pain threshold tolerance of its victims, enhancing the efficiency of torture techniques. This this development was kept under wraps as a closely guarded company secret, and Robco vehemently denied the existence of the specialized Mister Handy, dubbed Mister Torturer. So when rumors leaked to the Appalachian employees, they, they they denied any involvement in any of this, referring to it as improved interrogation. And despite the denial, the project persisted covertly. The robot's design, focused on electrocuting enemies of the state, proved lucrative as it. As it secured substantial contracts from government agencies and the Appalachia Robco Center remain committed to advancing its electoral torture innovations, even in the face of public denial and controversy surrounding the ethical implications of such developments.
1: Uh, Low, low hanging fruit, but this is very shocking to hear. Um, (laughs) Can't believe them.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What I mean, you know, minus minus the electricity, was there like um, did it have like a special like a special go to torture weapon, was it kind of like Euro trip? You said the code word and it brought out the heavy duty, or so
0: again the design of these of of these Mister Handies, they the arms they have different different arms mm. in each hand, so whatever it had, it would use it, like. It was there. And I don't wanna I don't want to meet Mr. Torturer. I don't. I'd rather be with uh, Mr. Gutsy. I'd rather be spoken to down.
1: <laughs> he sounds like Riddick. It's like if Riddick had extra arms, you grab yes. a teacup, a pin, a pencil, an eraser.
0: Yes. So now we're gonna talk about real quick about. John Caleb Brad Burton I just want you to remember this name because his name's going to come up in about seven episodes. And the only reason why we're bringing up John Caleb Brad Burton is because he created Nuka-Cola in the year twenty forty two. Nuka-Cola.
1: Re- Follow so what say that one more time nuka-cola that and y'all that's the big soda pop drink and fallout when was it invented
0: 2042
1: what were they drinking before that
0: so so they there was two competitors there was vim which was so vim was a family-owned company which made just regular just soft drinks you know different flavored soft drinks And then in 1918, there was a company that was created, which if you played Fallout New Vegas, Sunset Sarsaparilla. Uh. These were the drinks before Nuka-Cola came in. People heavily favored these other drinks. Vim was very classic to people. It's been around for ages. And even there was even a point that Vim was sued by Nuka-Cola because Vim made a quartz drink. And Nuka-Cola sued the shit out of them and said, uh, you can't do that. That's our recipe. And so they won. In fact, there were many times that Nuka-Cola tried to
2: buy out Vim. So Vim is based on, isn't there a soda in the Northeast? Fago? No. It wouldn't, no, it wouldn't be Mass. I'm talking about like, no, I drink RC. You can get that anywhere. That's true. I was drinking that in the Midwest. I know that shit. If it's in the Midwest, it's fucking everywhere else. (laughs) Uh, Um, the fuck is the name of it? It's, it's, oh man, I had some once and the only way I can describe it is bitter dirt soda. (laughs) Oh Jesus.
1: Bitter dirt soda. Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't even know how to begin searching for this. Uh, Dirt, <laughs> bitter dirt, dirt soda.
1: <laughs>
2: Tasting. Is it,
1: it, all right, speed S- round. Soda. Uh, Mason, Niccolo Moxie, Grapeella, Vin- Verner's, Doctor Browns, Green River, Doctor Envy. Let's say n- Knee high. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ne-hi. Moxie. It's Moxie.
1: Mm. Moxie Ah called Yeah Bo Jamie son.
0: I I wouldn't even know where to start with that. You know what I
2: mean? Because there's so many sodas in the world. I went to um the Nuka well not the Nuka Cola, the uh was it the Coke? Yeah, it was um like the Coke Museum. I got oh, it like w- oh, the last room is like place, a tasting dude. room and you can taste all the different like coke products yeah. around the world. And you get a free bottle too. Did you get your free bottle? I don't remember, probably. I got
0: a did free you bottle go to, and a baseball
1: Did y'all go to the aquarium after? Or did y'all nah. go <laughs> did you I get burgers at the um mm. the varsity?
0: <laughs> no, but I went to Olympic Park and I saw Kurt Angles um his plaque at, at Olympic Park
1: oh that park's so dope perk angle we love you baby i can't wait for that dark side of the ring episode oh it's gonna be so good
0: milk and perks milk and perks
1: (sighs) legend that's an american hero
0: yeah so while we're talking so while we're talking about uh nuka-cola real quick here are the ingredients okay so it was carbonated water sugar or caffeine Phosphoric acid, citric acid, caramel color, and potassium benzo and natural flavorings, right? Now, check this out. There's OG Nuka-Cola, orange Nuka-Cola, cherry Nuka-Cola, grape Nuka-Cola, quantum Nuka-Cola, quartz, and then I learned, well, there's also wild and dark, but then I learned of victory, which is like a ruby red. Gives you great, great HP in the older Fallout games. Then there's Rum and Nuka. Self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. What about
1: Henny and Nuka? Is there, is there a Henny and Nuka? No, but it should you know be made. Saying?
0: Fallout Newark. <clears throat> Come on, let's go.
1: Yo. Modders, do your thing. Yo, a Fallout yep. Newark would be bananas, yo.
0: <laughs> It'd be like GTA San Andreas, but in a, in Fallout. <laughs>
1: Dude, they would they would literally make Tony look like a choir boy. <laughs> and then we
0: have ice cold Nuka-Cola which stays ice cold the whole time and even if when you have it in your pocket, you still get all the HP buffs. But there's one Nuka-Cola I haven't told you guys about and it's from Brandon's favorite place in the world. Chicago. Chicago. It's from Chicago. And <laughs> even though this Nuca cola was featured in a non-canon game, the Nuca cola yellow was only found in Chicago, and it was made by a naked man named Rochambeau, and he was pissing in the bottles and giving it to people. <laughs>
1: How does Piss come back into the episode? Like, we're an hour in, and Piss finds its way back into the episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, because in my notes, I have, like, Ice Cold Nuka-Cola and a disgusting yellow one laughing my ass off.
1: <laughs> oh, you first saw it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, so,
0: nuka so, Yellow Nuka-Cola, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's in Fallout Tactics. It was carried by Rochambeau, and... My God, it, it's disgusting. Like, it, it... Ugh.
1: What are the stat boosts? Better None. charisma? Oh, you just, wow.
0: You got poisoning and no addiction.
1: Okay, now, that's fair.
0: Now, <laughs> another couple... Now, we have one more thing about... Something happens in a couple of years with Nuka-Cola that's super, That's super, super interesting that... It's it's kind of cool, actually. Well, it's not cool, but it's interesting because it kind of rem- reminisces what happened in our time with Coca Cola. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but in also, 2042 was a big year. So remember, I was just talking about Mexico City.
2: I remember something about that.
0: Yeah. So in
1: 2042, Denzel Washington showed up.
0: I mean, if if Denzel Washington is an earthquake, then yes. And <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> a major earthquake it destroyed Mexico City and guess what happened guess who made a lot of money that day Mr I'm Handy new coo- <sighs> The sales skyrocketed for General Atomics for the Mr Handy f- to clean up the earthquake devastation Another thing that happened in, in 2042, April 2nd, 2042, the city of Watoga was founded. And I find this super interesting because the city of Watoga was actually found in the early 1800s. And it was, it was founded by a lumber company, the Watoga Lumber Company. And right now... To be honest with you i don't see anything that has numbers of population so i don't so it it's listed as an unincorporated community right now um but in fallout it is a striving city Uh, it is a striving city of protectrons and protectrons are robots and which i'm actually about to get to in a second and because it's actually perfect because watoga For those who play fallout 76 it is a striving futuristic retro futuristic styled city it is full uh, brandon knows he's been there and it is hostile unless you do the mission but these robots were created by robco and robco was created by a man named robert house now i'm not going to get into robert house until we get to our new vegas episode which will be called the courier but a couple Ooh. things that you need to know about Robco Industries. They created the pip Boys, Pit Boy the Pip Boy 1.0, the Pit Boy 2000, the Pip Boy 3000. Um, even though we know about the Pimp Boy 3 million, that was a that was not made by Robco, obviously, someone in the wasteland pimped it out, but it is a, it is a real thing. Uh, Robco also assisted in Vault 79's build. And we're going to talk about vaults in the next episode. Uh, And they also partnered with Nuka-Cola to build the Nuka world. They were also contracted with General Atomics to build Liberty Prime. Which I'm so excited to talk to you about Liberty Prime when we get to Fallout 3. And they also created the Protectron and the Assaultron bots and the iBots. So Robco is very, very influential in the Fallout universe when it comes to the bots boys something bad happened in 2044
2: i died you
0: may have wow you may have because the great passion fruit famine took place
1: it wasn't the bananas holy shit
0: it was it was the passion fruit and the only thing that's listed about this it was mentioned in met in fallout 3 by a character named sierra petrovita and Passion fruit is one of 17 ingredients used to create Nuca cola but due to the famine, the Nuka-Cola Corporation was forced to change the soda's composition to accommodate the shortage, which customers noticed. Doesn't that sound familiar?
1: Are you talking about new Coke? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> In the in the seventies? Yep. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, I wasn't born in the 70s. I wanna make this clear, but I'm aware of the horrors of new Coke and how it almost killed the company.
0: <laughs> new Coke is bad. It's not good for well, old coke listen. It's not my place to decide what Coke is better, but I would have definitely liked to have tried the old recipe, is all I'm saying. <laughs> the OG. Oh
1: say <laughs> so you yep. want that Colombian, that that cup of Colombia. you know what i'm saying
0: <laughs> yep 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 that old hickory as uh the rat ah. king would say <laughs> you know that old hickory uh so we're gonna go forward to 20 and trust me i promise you guys this is the only episode where i'm going to be breaking this down in years and i'm going to explain to you real quick why i'm doing that this we When you think about history, you think about things that happened 200, 300 years ago, right? So you think about like George Washington crossing the Delaware. That happened a couple hundred years Mm -hmm. ago. These games, except for New Vegas and 4, take place hundreds of years apart. Hundreds of years. And so this whole thing is like a whole history lesson. You know what I mean? So it's like The year is it's the year three thousand, and we're in class, and we're learning about all this shit, you know. And that that's really the perspective that I'm trying to put you guys in, kind of like a history lesson. But I promise you, this is the only episode that will have these numbers because it's really just the pre-war stuff that I'm breaking down, along with a couple of information about some of the companies that were around and things like that. Um, I hope I'm doing justice, Bethesda.
1: Oh, I just wanted to add, it's it's funny, you know, because this is like your first, like your your big, like, boom, like, journey, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, this is a big project for you. Yeah. And it's funny because our first episode, our first Halo episode is us going through the timeline just like this. So I thought it was a bit of a, a throwback Easter egg to like our
0: Interesting. first episode. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? it. God works in mysterious ways, right? <laughs> you know? The,
1: I was like, yeah.
0: Let let the Lord work, my friends. Let the Lord work. You know, but it, it, it is interesting because just like Halo, there were so many things that happened in this timeline that still happened in the same timeline, but now there that divert out, like the Fallout divergence is the 40s. Whereas I think Halo, the, the divergence for Halo was what? Like a little later than that?
1: Uh, late late two thousands, yeah. Before the twenty first century, so it's 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 on par for the course. It's just though the the like you like you pointed out, civilization in this timeline. They decided and kept that nineteen forties nineteen fifties Americana lifestyle versus like other sci fi games, technology, humanity, species progress and technology. So you know it's the same same timeline, but just different. I guess culture shock is the best way to put it.
0: Yep, yep. So, uh, here we go. Oh, in 2052, the United States faces an energy crisis that sparks a wave of innovation in alternative fuel sources. Companies like Repcon Aerospace actively engage in investing and contributing to the development of these new energy solutions. Technology, you know, the... Like I said, the transistor was a big, big thing for them. It was huge for them. Whereas for us, when we once we finally got it, and it's interesting because the transistor was laughed at when it was first presented, and look at all the things that it did for us, and now what it's doing. Oh, what almost a hundred years after for them.
1: <sighs>
0: Are you guys ready? To to what in April He's- 2052 the resource wars begin why is there always a resource war it's the theme of yumi and Lore now if if it's not re- if there's no resource war we're not covering it
2: yeah there's an awful lot of resource wars there really
0: is there really is it's so interesting and this I mean, this resource was it can be tracked to a globally unsustainable economy heavily dependent on petroleum and uranium. Okay, remember the bombs dropped. People were so scared. They were like, look at look at what these weapons can do, look what nuclear power can do. And then they were trying to just find a way to be like, Well, how can we embrace this and use it for ourselves for a better, easier life? But patrolling. Petroleum, serving not only as a fuel source for vehicles, but also as a crucial component in the production of plastics, fertilizers, medicine, and various other applications, it was in severe high demand. But similarly, uranium played a vital role, a vital role in nuclear fission, generating a significant portion of the world's electricity. And as the demand for these resources surpassed their availability, the situation rapidly deteriorated, sparking a resurgence of nationalism and protectionism. And so, the United Nations, despite its best efforts, proved incapable of preventing hostilities. So, in 2051, the United States took drastic measures by invading Mexico following a series of economic sanctions that destabilized the country. Citing political instability and environmental concerns as threats to national security, the U.S. intervention aimed to ensure the continued flow of petroleum northward at the expense of Mexico. Mm. ironically this intervention marked the onset of a chain of events that plunged the world into war but contrary to expectations the move did little to bolster the u.s economy as the energy crisis took a severe toll on the nation the crisis it gained widespread attention after a television documentary revealed barren texas oil fields devoid of oil and left idle
1: Question and and I I I feel like that we would see a huge impact like that even like for us like how do you like could you imagine what that felt like seeing that on like that old timey nuclear TV that there's no oil in the U.S.
0: What a world right but it is interesting um I from what I understand there was no color TVs I don't ever remember ever seeing a color TV and I think that's also interesting to note too. Because you are watching and learning all this stuff. Because, you know, during the 40s and the 50s, you know, the news The news was big then. Everyone listened to the news. They were reading it in the newspaper. But, well, statistics actually show that they were listening to it on the radio more than they were watching it on TV or reading it in the newspaper. But, you know, it happened. It was there. And during this time, the United Nations
1: disbanded. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I knew you were a communist. A fucking
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so it came to a point that the United Nations just had enough. They they couldn't they've they've realized that they couldn't do it. They couldn't they couldn't figure out a way to find peace within the nations and they were just like, it's done. It, they and they disbanded. It, it was heartbreaking. And it happened during the middle of a war. And during this war, there was during the resource wars, there was one conflict, one crazy conflict that happened. And that was the Euro Middle Eastern War. And the European Commonwealth mirrored the United States response to escalating oil price from Middle Eastern exporters by resorting to military intervention, uh, heavily reliant on oil imports. European military forces were deployed to the Middle East in April 2052, and they initiated a 10-year-long conflict aimed at securing control over the region's oil reserves. Um, This war led to a drastic surge in oil prices, causing the bankruptcy of several smaller nations and ultimately resulting in the collapse of the United Nations merely three months after the European Commonwealth declared war on the Middle East.
1: Did uh did France in this timeline also turn off their nuclear power plants? I'm, I'm asking for a friend.
0: That's a good question. I'm pretty sure they did. But this is when it gets real dark, guys. It con- the conflict it conf- it cont- continued. And witnessing nuclear exchanges in the Middle East after the of the destruction in December 2053. Okay? There was a nuclear bomb that was detonated by terrorists in Tel Aviv. Nuclear bomb hasn't been used since World War II and one just went off in Tel Aviv in the year 2053. It it triggered a global nuclear scare and heightened fears of a worldwide thermonuclear war. And in response... The United States government initiated Project Safehouse in 2054. And Project Safehouse was an effort to construct extensive underground vaults intended to safeguard its population. However, the project faced challenges such as embezzlement, corruption, and mismanagement, spanning from financial methods like junk bonds to the limited number of vaults constructed, which were only 122, which was only capable of protecting less than a tenth of a, tenth of a percent of the United States government. So the, the Euro-Middle Eastern War eventually ended in 2060, when the oil fields in the Middle East became depleted. They dried out. And both opposing factions were left in ruins, with the Commonwealth disintegrating into a quarrelsome nation-states vying for the remaining resources within their reach. They got into a civil war with each other, the European Commonwealth, after this. In 2053, something familiar happens. The New Plague. And the New Plague is a contagious and socially transmitted plague that emerged in the United States during the 2050s evolving into widespread epidemic this health crisis served as, as the impetus for the pan-immunity virion project laying the foundation for the development of the forced evolutionary virus forced evolutionary virus if you guys know was the virus that was being developed by certain factions in the fallout universe it's green it looks like mountain dew and it's super shiny and it's not consumable
2: <coughs> and i get it at taco bell that's right
0: so, the new plague, it was a... Co- it was, ex- Go ahead, Kenny, my bad.
1: Was it in the Power Rangers? No, I was like, was it in the Power Rangers movie?
0: That was the, the off-brand.
1: I got you. Kmart.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the new plague, it was extremely contagious, and it was easily transmitted between individuals, and the traditional measures to manage its spread involved isolation and containment. Severe symptoms encompass excessive sweating, unexplained bruising and sweating and ultimately culminating in an extensive external hemorrhaging. The extensive prevalence of the new plague led to the enforcement of a national quarantine in 2053 and in response to the crisis, WestTech initiated efforts to develop a cure and establishing the WestTech research facility in 2055, capitalizing on the public fear surrounding the virus and the government utilized it to discourage gatherings, amplify anti-communist sentiments, and promote the reporting of suspected subversive elements to government authorities. But while exploiting the new plague situation, the government implemented measures to register civilians, asserting that a symptom of the plague was socialist thoughts. Citizens were advised to practice isolation by staying indoors, engaging in reading, and avoiding social gatherings such as ice cream socials. They said no ice cream for you.
2: What about the Navy?
0: The Navy? They couldn't have anything. Everyone was in quarantine. No ice cream. No no hot dogs. No pizza. No perfectly preserved pie. None of it. Blam. Bro, if
1: I... no glizzies? No. Nope. Nah, Not dog. Food. You shoot me. You kill me right now.
0: Yep. Individuals were encouraged to contact disease control sensors like the Disaster Relief Outpost and Point Lookout if they believed they were infected. And this tactic served to both manage the epidemic and exert control over societal behaviors during the crisis. And as we know as West Tech is developing a cure, Zach's is brought online to regulate conditions in West Tech and assist in research. And Zach's supercomputer um, and his machine intelligence. Uh, he controls a facility called the Glow, and you will actually will learn more about Zach's one point. Actually, this is Zach's one point two that we're talking about right now. So he is he is the West Tech and research assistant helping develop the cure. Sorry, I got confused for a little. bit. Uh, but he is considered a true artificial intelligence and he is derived from the original Zax 1.0, which was developed by Vault Tech Industries as a modern monitoring intelligence for the vaults. <clears throat> and during this time, too, just a couple months later, West Tech establishes their Californian facility to work on a cure for the new plague. So in 2059, the Anchorage frontline is established to fortify the American military presence in Alaska, safeguarding the region's crucial oil reserves, and intense diplomatic pressure is exerted on Canada, compelling them to consent to the establishment of permanent military bases tasked with securing Trans-Alaska Pipeline. A couple months later, AI was born and absolutely working and made many developments for vault and the Enclave and many other factions in the wasteland in 2060 a european civil war is continuing fighting for what's left of resources that they can get their hands on and three years later in 2063 most of the vaults are nearly complete with some exceptions like the initiation of vault drills it becomes more frequent creating a cry wolf effect that gradually diminishes response rates so easy for vault tech just to lie to people right and, 20- going
1: to be like, what is it, the, instead of the Red Scare? yeah. I was going to be the like Red Scare, the Vault Scare?
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> it, it, it actually makes sense, too. Uh, and in 2065, Robert House concludes that the Atomic War is 15 years away and prepares for the aftermath. Here's a very important detail that I'm about to say next. A nuclear reactor in New York City almost suffers a major accident and a meltdown due to extreme energy demand. Power rationing is put into effect with this incident being called the Hot Summer. This is the only time we... This is one of the only times we hear about New York.
1: I, I'm gonna stop you right here, because... Okay. I I was, like, trying to shut up, like, from 10 minutes ago, but I failed miserably. So... Earlier, we pretty much did a comparison to the housing like crisis and how they like the junk bonds, like how they did it in real life, and yep. then you talk about the virus, like literally the
0: what just happened pandemic,
1: yeah. and right, and then this is a throwback to when the fucking power went out in Jersey, New York. Oh my God, you remember that? That was a hot summer. Yeah, of oh my course. God. You're yeah. right.
0: Oh my God, you're absolutely. I didn't even think about that when the pot when the power went out.
1: Yeah, this is exactly like everything you have said in like this timeline in the 20s. Surprisingly, has some way, shape, or form have has already happened.
0: Interesting. Righteous. Yeah. It's all mirroring, that's some good
1: ass writing.
0: It's it's all <laughs> mirroring each other. It's all mirroring each. other. It's interesting too because the. I mean the we just had Con Edison Con Edison We had that issue a couple years ago Where the sky turned blue And we know that there's nuclear power plants Up the river too you know So it's su- So it's super interesting and super fun to know that Somewhere in this timeline There might be something more coming With New York We just got Atlantic City but you know In August of 2065, the Power Armor development begins. Uh, Now, I can't remember the name of the movie. There was a movie, and I I was reading about this. There was a movie that came out. Not digital, man. Um, And it starred...
1: Uh, It's talking about the Guyver.
0: Oh, man. It was a weird movie. It stars Ron Perlman, and Ron Perlman is super young. Let me see if I could. I I had I lost the note. I had the note, and I lost it. But I'm gonna find it. So this movie, it was very, like cyberpunky, right? Like th- just the aesthetic of it. Your Pacific Rim, Hand of God. It's a real. Oh, the City of Lost Children. That's what it's called. Um, So the aesthetic of the city, so if you look at some of the footage of the city of lost children, you could see that the power armor was literally inspired by the environment of that movie, bulky, industrial, um, you know, just rusty, you know? And it was actually, they, the, the original design was very different from the Power Armor, and the man who made this design, you know, he presented it to Bethesda, well, Interplay at the time, and they loved it, and they and they stuck with it. Uh, so the Power Armor, you know, look is very iconic to the Fallout series as well. I mean, it's on the cover for, for most of the games. Um, they had a, a special edition helmet that you got that wasn't amazing, but you got one. But to continue on, in 2066, facing a global oil shortage, China's heavy dependence on fossil fuels triggers an energy crisis, pushing the nation to the edge of collapse. And in response, China adopts a more assertive stance in trade negotiations with the United States. However, the talks reach an impasse. And the United States refuses to export oil to its communist counterparts, and the U.S. ends all trade talks, reserving all oil production for domestic use. That's something they—they they completely shut the doors on them. I'm sure. I'm sure that's something we—we we don't tolerate that. And you know, it's very interesting time to be alive. But yeah, you know, they—they close the doors on China. They said we're not gonna—we're not gonna give you shit.
1: You know so what's she- funny? There's only one president on record who would actually do this. <laughs> oh, fuck. There's really only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I'm just leaving. This, this
0: <laughs> it is so interesting. Oh, my God.
1: Like, I, and, and like that, I'm not trying to stir anything, but like, given the crisis and what's going on, I'm like, Thinking in my head, I'm like, which president would actually, in our in our history, which president would have the balls to do this? I'm like, yo, there's really only one.
0: I got a hint. It would have it happened within the last 20 years.
1: <laughs> yo, solid. Let's leave it right there. <laughs> and we can leave it just like that. Yep.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So shortly after the breakthrough in nuclear fusion emerged as a byproduct of extensive research into power armor initiated by the United States military, with substantial funding and abundant resources, and the first crude fusion cell was unveiled shortly after the United States declared a refusal to trade fossil fuels with any foreign nation. This declaration it hit China hard, a nation heavily reliant on fossil fuels and the potential for oil experts from the U.S. could have averted its impending energy crisis, preventing a collapse. As the United States swiftly integrated fusion power into its infrastructure and economy, the desperate Chinese leadership took a high-stakes gamble. Rather than succumb to collapse, they opted to invade Alaska and forcibly seize the United States' oil reserves.
1: Yep. Bro, you gonna come in my house and then piss on my couch and then get mad when I uh, disinvite you?
0: Like,
1: like, No. No!
0: And for disclaimer purposes, this is a video game. (laughs) I I feel like we gotta say Uh. it. I feel like we gotta say it,
1: right? Bro, we are way late in the episode.
0: (laughs) For a disclaimer, right?
1: Yeah, we're a little, we're past that.
0: So what's super cool about this moment in time is that you can actually play this in the Fallout 3 DLC, Operation Anchorage. Um, In December 26, they launched their invasion and turned the Anchorage front line into a fierce and bloody battleground. And the United States, reeling from the assault, struggled to mount an immediate counteroffensive. Canada were reluctant to allow the U.S. military nuvids to... Military units to traverse its soil and airspace hindered reinforcement efforts. Though Canada eventually, they, you know, they eventually succeeded, or not succeeded, but they gave in, they paved the way for its annexation a decade later. But to reinforce its military, the U.S. ordered defense contractors to produce any functional power armor. Westtech emerged as the first successful producer, deploying the initial T-45 power armor to the front lines in 2067. Although lacking in mobility, this stopgap model would carry heavy weaponry into combat, significantly enhancing individual soldier power. China raced to develop its own versions, but lagged behind the United States by several years. You want to know what got me into the Fallout game? This is gonna be real funny too, I think. I I saw the power ar- I saw the power armor on the cover of Fallout 3, and I thought it was kill zone. And that power armor that I was looking at was I was like, that is so cool. I want to play this game. And I did. And here I am, years later, covering it on Yumi and Lore.
1: That's a pretty good mess up. Like, of all the games you could have messed it up with, like, that's a solid pick.
0: Yeah, right? You know, I, I could have easily been in a shit game, found a shit game, but no, I made a mistake and I thought it was a kill zone game because of the reminiscence of the helmets. And boom, I was sucked in. You know, but... Despite high hopes, power armor did not prove to be the decisive, the decisive advantage the u s had anticipated. The conflict degenerated into a protracted decade-long war of attrition, marked by harsh environmental conditions, trench warfare, and numerous atrocities on both sides, including the development of biological weapons. Countless lives were lost, and Canada, in particular, bore the brunt of the struggle, transformed into little America. By 2069 with its resources exploited for the war effort without compensation and protested and protests falling on deaf ears. Now, what's super interesting about this um, is that you can actually learn about this in the intro to Fallout 1 and in the. In the cutscene that they show, they show the invasion of Canada and a very grotesque scene of soldiers in in, uh, power armor shooting civilians.
1: Wait, like American Canadian civilians or Chinese civilians?
0: American. American Canada. American Canada.
1: Oh wow! That that's that. Hmm, that's very cru- crusades of them.
0: Yeah. So, reduced to a colony within the American Empire, Canada attempted to resist, and by 2072, <laughs> widespread devastation of Canadian ecosystems <laughs> fueled riots across the country, and attempts were made to sabotage the Trans-Alaskan pipeline. And in response. The United States swiftly employed military action leading to the annexation of Canada, and over the next five years, Canada would transform into an occupied territory under military governance, exploited for its resources and strategic significance.
2: Get
1: fucked. (laughs) (laughs) What about Quebec? Because they're technically France. Did they survive?
0: Canada's taken over. And, oh, I'm so glad that I remembered this. Are you guys aware of War Plan Red?
2: Of who did where? In
0: 1930, there was a thing called War Plan Red, and it was a plan for the United States to invade Canada and to invade Canada and defeat Britain on Dominion soil that is an eerie mirror image of defense scheme number one, which was literally the opposite. Uh, the plan began with a three-pronged attack by land and sea, starting with a naval blockade of Halifax, sending troop columns from Detroit and Albany to Toronto and Montreal, and from Bellingham to to capture Vancouver, and from Boston to Halifax. So there, there was actually a plan to invade Canada in the early 1900s, well,
2: 1930s, 1920s, and I think I don't think you need the word was. I think there's just a better one now. And what's that? I mean, I don't know it. They don't tell me things. I mean, they don't tell
0: me anything either. But yeah, the, um, I think it's super interesting that that we're talking about this whole thing, and it's it's funny to get fucked. Yeah, get get fucked literally. But yeah, um, we love all our listeners in Canada. Talking about. The Canadian fallout people. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, But yeah, um, this uh, kind of China's aggressive use of biological weapons prompted a robust response from the United States in 2073, materializing as the Pan Immunity Varyon Project. And this initiative aimed to develop a general immunization agent against, wow, words are hard. Agent against enemy biological weapons and eventually results in the creation of the forced evolutionary virus, which is a pivotal factor in this world's history.
1: So, will it would not make me look like Chris Evans or.
0: No, it'll make you look like Eric a Hulk. Not, not Mark Ruffalo or Edward Norton, Eric Bana.
1: Bro, I thought you are going to hit me with the Toxic Avenger. I thought we were going to go old school.
0: <laughs> that, that's a fail on my part, man. That's a fail on my part. Shit. But now, there was a pivotal moment in Escalation, which occurred in 2074 when the United States invaded China now. And they were seeking to disrupt its war efforts by opening a second front in asia however long supply lines and challenging conditions on the mainland quickly dashed hopes of a swift revolution for american commanders and over the next two years fighting in alaska and asia yielded no conclusive results only mounting casualties and a steady steady deterioration of both domestic and foreign fronts And by 2076, the annexation of Canada reached its climax, resulting in total occupation of Canadian territories and violent suppression of protesters and resistance fighters as American units swept across the nation. Incredible, right? All
1: right, this is probably going to sound terrible. Yeah. I was going to be like, it's a very odd victory that even in this timeline, they still managed to keep the war front from actually hitting the United States.
0: It's interesting, too, because it's like everything was happening in Alaska, and it's they needed to go through foreign land to get to their own land. And it's like Canada was like, nah, homie, you're going to fuck everything up. And look what happened. <laughs> Literally, look what happened. That is incredible to me. But this same year was a big height for technology as the completion of the T-51 Power Armor proved instrumental in turning the tide of the war, and with its superior performance and combat efficiency, the Power Armor exerted immense pressure on Chinese forces, causing their collapse on all fronts. However. The United States grappled with a deteriorating domestic situation, food shortages, riots, worsening labor conditions, mostly happening all in Appalachia, where automation displaced the thousands of workers unable to support their families, the government and military responded by declaring martial law effectively establishing the United States as a de facto dictatorship. Sad, guys. It's super sad.
1: So what year was it that the grand experiment finally ended?
0: 2077.
1: 2077.
0: So this war does not end. It goes all the way until October. But... In order to hear about what happens when the bombs drop, you're going to have to tune in next week. It is going to be an explosion. No spoilers. But we're going to learn more about what happened directly after the resource wars. You're a resource war. I am. And what made the bombs drop? And you're going to learn a couple things. Maybe you might learn that one of the bombs didn't land. Maybe you might learn one of them didn't even explode. From here on out, we're going he- to hear the stories of the courier, the lone wanderer, the vault dweller. You're going to hear stories of the NCR. Some vault tech. And one that I'm especially... Super excited for the Brotherhood of Steel. So, tune in next week, guys, as we walk the wastelands with dog meat, eat canned dog food, and sip on a nice fresh Nuka Cola. There's one thing that I have for you guys to think about. I want you to close your eyes. And think about a nice, beautiful October day, and you're not—you're just relaxing, and then you just see the sky light up. And I want to hear on the next episode, what is your first reaction?
2: Piss is stored in the balls.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, shit.
0: <laughs> yep. So things are getting dark and gritty, and I'm super excited. Finally, be able to have a chance to cover this game and give it give it some give slap a little respect on its name. You know, put some respect on its name. Some- uh, but a I, just want, it, a little spit I just on want it I just to, wanna wanna to give a big shout out. Um, obviously, to you, me and Lord Brandon Kenny. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak about my favorite game in the world. Um, I'm I promise you it's not gonna be long and it's going but it's gonna be special and it's gonna be fun. And I hope that everybody listening enjoys these next couple episodes. Um, the plan is to have at least when the Fallout four episode comes out to have it linear with the tv show that comes out on april twelfth, two 2024 on amazon prime um, i'm gonna try to give you the best presentation and yeah and if i don't free stem packs for everybody
1: <laughs>
2: any final thoughts yeah, so this is just covering the stuff for people to know for the show, right? We're not like deep diving all the fallout, are we?
0: Yeah, no, we're not. We're okay. We're not going to talk about all the characters because you know, the more I learn about this, it's about the world. It's not about the characters. So you're not. We're not going to talk about Tom, Dick, and Harry. You know, we're going to break through. We're going to talk about like the next episode is going to be vault is going to be the great the great war, and the rise of the vaults. You know, we're not going to talk about deep dive into people like the overseer because we just need to know the mission. You know, it's not it's not. So to put it into a better perspective, instead of talking about the game in a first or third person conversation, I'm going to talk about it like I'm a teacher teaching a history class. Does that make sense? And so. So it's the
2: first thing. It's the former.
0: Yes, yes. So, it's not like a whole, like, we're not going to, like, for example, like, everything that we talked about Nuka-Cola was everything that you needed to know. You know, like, we'll never talk about Nuka-Cola anymore because that was, that was it. Right. Right. The focus is to understand the world understand the things that happened like liberty prime um megaton um the diamond city you know um i will talk about little characters nick valentine you you don't need to know how many women nick valentine's kissed. you just need to know where he was and what's essential about him so it's only the essential stuff and i have a lot of resources A lot of them coming from the Fallout Bible, um, interviews from Tim Kaine, um, interviews from Todd Howard, especially one recently that came out with Alex Friedman. The manuals, the actual manuals from the original games, I have the PDF files of them and I've been reading the hell out of them and they're super exciting. That's another great resource that we have. And one that I cannot wait to talk about is the Vault Dwellers Memoirs, which was absolutely new to me. But again, you're gonna learn about main characters and what their purpose is. You're gonna learn about some companies. I mean, we've got most of them covered. Robco, we spoke about. We know they invented the the Pit Boy. We talked about West Tech. You're gonna find characters that you feel may need a deep dive, like like the Cabot, like the Cabot family, which I will shortly talk about the Cabots and their time traveling ordeal. <laughs> um you're gonna learn I'm gonna talk about the railroad I'm gonna talk about it like for example when we get to I, I think I'm talking too much now when we get to like the fallout 4 episode we have a lot of factions and I am going to break that down for you guys in the best way possible so it's not boring and over talking you know
1: No, it makes sense. You're 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 excited. You're passionate about it, but at the same time, I'm gonna cut you off because you can't you can't you know spill the good stuff to the next episode. Yeah, especially New Vegas.
0: And New Vegas is 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 actually very special because that one's going to be the most the more the more fresh one that I have in my mind. You know, all the episodes are. I have them lined up. And to be honest with you, there may be some changes from the manifesto I showed you guys. I may switch one up. You know what I mean? But all in all, I promise you guys, Fallout is in good hands. And we're going to learn so much. But we're, we're done with the, with the pre-war timeline. We're now on bomb drop day. And it's time to go in the vault. But you guys got any final thoughts?
1: all right ready for the ride
0: ready for the ride all right well thank you so much i hope you enjoy the little doo-wop jingle that plays after this and we'll see we'll see you next week bye wastelanders
2: oh no boys later (laughs) (music)
1: We'll <music>